Welcome to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder and partner of Melden Law with my son, Carrie Melden. And uh, we want to welcome everybody to the show today. We have two phenomenal guests, and I'm really excited to uh, introduce them to you. Uh, before we get going, I'm going to get, do a little bit of uh, promotion for what we have going on at Melden Law. Uh, this coming Sunday is Father's Day, and we want to encourage everybody to go to the Melden Law Facebook page because you can win a $250 gift card to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, and Steve Spurrier is going to personally sign uh, one of his uh, famous visors to uh, Dad. So what a great way to celebrate Father's Day uh, I know it's exciting. Uh, the contest is on. All you have to do is go to Melden Law uh, Facebook page, and you will see the contest and uh, enter. And maybe you and Pops and the kids will have uh, a wonderful uh, Sunday dinner here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. You can see all of Steve Spurrier's uh, helmets behind me. And uh, for those of you that haven't been here, it's a museum and a fabulous restaurant, and you'll really have a great time. It's uh, really fun and exciting. We are also doing our 4th of July giveaway. Uh, we have this big char charbroil grill, and uh, we're filling it full of swag. Uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I saw it at the office uh, earlier today, and it's big. So if you want a big charbroil grill and a bunch of uh, swag and things to uh, enjoy while you're cooking out. Same way, go to Melden Law Facebook page and enter the contest. It's all free. There's no uh, tricks or conditions or anything. Anybody can enter it. Uh, we're just trying to uh, bring awareness to uh, uh, the community. So uh, uh, check us out. Uh, we are broadcasting now. Uh, we're available on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter Live. Uh, you can watch us on any of those platforms, as well as 37 other uh, radio, uh, I call them radio, uh, audio platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, a whole bunch. And I think we may have added a couple, because now my notes say we're up to 39 different platforms. So... Uh, remember, uh, share your uh, uh, share the uh, podcast with uh, friends and relatives. Uh, this is really powerful information, and uh, we want to uh, encourage everybody to uh, listen to our podcast and uh, help out the very important organizations that we bring to the forefront. I'm here today with Audra Peoples who represents the uh, Alzheimer's Association, Melden Law, uh, myself and my wife Patricia are very involved with. Uh, we're chairing the event coming up in October, which is the uh, Walk for Alzheimer's. And I want to welcome Audra to the show. How are you doing this uh, afternoon? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, good. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I know that... Uh, you have been involved in, uh, uh, let's see, what is your title uh, right now with Alzheimer's? So I'm the development manager for the uh, Gainesville Walk to End Alzheimer's. Last year, we had a tremendous event with overwhelming support. We raised over $118,000 um, in Gainesville alone. So really incredible outpouring from the community. And I'm just pleased to be here on behalf of the Alzheimer's Association. Well, how did you wind up getting this job, Audra? <laughs> well, I've worked um, all my life in nonprofits. I have a degree in communications from Florida State University, um, proud to say. Um, and I've worked for statewide and local nonprofits. Um, I really find a lot of satisfaction from helping people. Um, and this is just another way I can give back to the community and raise awareness for this worthy cause. Um, how long have you been uh, involved with the Alzheimer's group? So I started last summer, mm -hmm. um, which was I was fortunate enough to do my first walk here in Gainesville. And I'm pleased to be back, back again in Gainesville. I think it's a wonderful community 
really warm people. Um, and it reminds me a lot about where I live in Tallahassee. We've got beautiful trees, a university, um, warm setting, and just really good people. Well, <clears throat> I know that um, Alzheimer's uh, uh, and dementia um, are very important on the minds of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, you and I had talked earlier and you said that uh, one in three people, one in three families are affected by um, either Alzheimer's or dementia. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what's the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? Mm -hmm. um, so Alzheimer's is a progressive disease, um, much like dementia. It interacts in the brain in a, in a bit of a different way, um, and there's a lot of information about the differences in the diseases and the similarities on our website at alz.org. And even within dementia and Alzheimer's, there's even different types of, of, the, of how the ways that the, it impacts the brain. There's Lewy body dementia. There's, um, there's dementia that's um, informed by trauma to the brain. There's all sorts of different things. And so really understanding um, what kind of dementia or Alzheimer's a person has is important to achieving the best care and outcomes for them. Um, how do you go about diagnosing um, uh, Alzheimer's uh, and or dementia? So there is a litany of tests that your doctor can provide. Um, most of the time it will include a brain scan, but there's also some cognitive um, just, uh, things that, that help us at least lead us to a diagnosis. Um, and that scan will then further enhance our ability to diagnose um, Alzheimer's and dementia. So is there like a testing protocol? Yes. Uh, and, and you can uh, take it either a written test or if people aren't able to do the written test, you can do it in, a, mm -hmm. in some kind of a, um, oral fashion. Mm -hmm. And there's phases to the disease. So depending on how the disease has progressed is how one might perform at each cognitive state. And... How how do you help people when they're you know in a crisis? I mean, uh, I know that um, in in my home, you know, where my uh, wife's mother, my mother in law, is uh, lives with us, and she's almost ninety years old, and uh, she you know she, for most of the time she's okay, but she phases in and out, and uh, you know we we can't leave her alone. Mm -hmm. is the issue. Is that something that you run into uh, commonly as far as people that are reaching out for help? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so people do reach out for help, family members, caregivers, loved ones, um, and they want to understand how to care for their loved one at all phases of the disease. Um, I'm certainly not a medical professional, um, but a person will act in different ways as the disease progresses. Um, and so what you're seeing is a, the progression of the disease. And, um, and I'm glad that you guys are there to provide care as well as your, your caregiver support group. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes a village really to, uh, to, to support it. I have no idea of how people uh, who don't have the financial resources um, cope with all of that. What, what are some of the things that you do to assist people regardless of what their financial ability is? Sure. That's an important question, and the Alzheimer's Association has a 24-hour helpline. So that's for anybody who has any questions on Alzheimer's and dementia, whether that's a family member or someone living with the disease, a loved one. Um, a lot of times we um, have folks that are reaching out in the middle of the night. So that 24-hour um, helpline is really critical when people um, are maybe in a crisis situation um, or don't know how to deal with a situation that may be escalating um, with someone who is, is living with Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, and it's, it's staffed by um, master's level clinicians, and they speak over 200 languages. Wow. So we're really there to support folks. We also provide care and support um, through local programming, and we have a program manager, uh, my counterpart, Audrey Coachman, who can meet with families and help them plan if um, they know someone or are caring for someone with, living with Alzheimer's and dementia. So there's Audrey and Audra. That's right. Okay. So how did you get the name Audra? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Um, uh, my mom really liked this show called, 
I think it was Big Valley, um, and Linda Evans was on the show, and her character's name was Audra, and she named me after her. <laughs> well, that's a great story. I love it. Okay, I remember that uh, program. It was good. wonderful, and Linda Evans is beautiful. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll take it. Hey, you know, one of the most beautiful, a- I was named after one of the most beautiful actresses on TV. Okay, okay. Uh, so... Getting back to the the resources, so a lot of there's a lot of freaking out that's going on all time, uh, all hours of the day and night, right? Mm-hmm. There can be, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there can be. I mean, it's certainly not in every situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, what uh, what's available if something as crazy is happening mm-hmm. uh, and they call the hotline? How how do you help them? Uh, decide what to do next. Yeah, so these uh, these these clinicians are trained in a whole variety of disciplines, whether that's de-escalation. Um, they can also, if if a loved one is missing, they can inform and walk uh, the the caller through that price that that process. So maybe it's reaching out to local law enforcement. So really understanding what the person's going through that's calling um, and and being able to assist them at, at whatever level they're at you know and a lot of times it is it is simply a question about my 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 loved one has just been diagnosed with alzheimer's or dementia i've just been diagnosed with alzheimer's or dementia what do i do next and they can provide those next steps what are some of the community resources uh that um where you can get financial assistance uh to help uh treat uh or take care of somebody with alzheimer's or dementia so again, I would point people back to alz.org. We have a community resource finder that helps connect um, people with resources in their area, whether that's respite care, whether that's um, you know in-home care, maybe it's assisted living, maybe it's memory care, um, whatever that person needs. Um, they can this community resource finder that is on alz.org and can really assist families and loved ones find that the care and the support that they need. So um, does health insurance, Medicare, uh, community resources, do those uh, help provide financial assistance for people that need help? Um, Again, I'm not a medical professional, so I wouldn't really be able to answer that. But I do know that many people with Alzheimer's and dementia um, use their regular insurance, use Medicaid, use Medicare to help provide for their care, um, whether that's uh, through doctor's office visits, um, meeting with clinicians, uh, testing and scans and things of that nature. Um, but again, I, I would point people back to the website to find out exactly what resources are available to them. Yeah, I know, because uh, it's a major financial commitment mm-hmm. in order to you know put the team together mm-hmm. uh, to, to help. And if somebody is working full-time and they have kids and they have a loved one in the house mm-hmm. and you know they're living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. uh i imagine it becomes extremely uh stressful on the family and mm-hmm. it, it can cause um kind of a, a disintegration of the family uh unit uh because things are out of control mm-hmm. no no doubt the disease is really challenging for people um and and this is why the Alzheimer's Association exists. We really want to end Alzheimer's and all other dementia. We want this to be, you know, the last generation that experiences that. Well, uh, we all pray for that, and we're going to do our part to reach that goal. And we're going to take a 60-second break on Melden Law and Friends, and we'll be back with you in just a minute. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, 
join them. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and I uh, am very excited that we have uh, Audra Peoples here from the Alzheimer's Association today. Uh, a reminder again, we have these exciting giveaways. Father's Day is coming up Sunday. Please uh, uh, give Dad a great present. All you have to do is go to Melden Law Facebook page and enter the contest. It's free uh, for a $250 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, which where we are today. And uh, we always encourage our uh, friends and family to uh, come out here and support this terrific uh, experience out here at uh, Spurrier's. It's a museum. It's a great restaurant, and there's uh, a lot of fun going on all the time. It's at Celebration Point right in the uh, heart of Gainesville. So uh, uh, come on out. And if your pops wins the uh, uh, giveaway for the $250 gift certificate to Spurrier's, uh, we're going to also have Steve Spurrier individually sign a visor uh, to Dad uh, recognizing uh, his uh, uh, contribution to the family. Uh, July 4th is coming up, and we have a great, beautiful, big char charbroil grill uh, that we're giving away filled with lots of swag and uh, uh, exciting uh, gifts inside of it. So, uh, just go to Melden Law Facebook page, enter it. It's all free. Uh, we want to uh, uh, have everybody in the community uh, share and have a good time. So uh, that's what's going on. Again, we're uh, live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter Live, and 39 audio platforms. So uh, uh, let our, uh, your friends and our friends know uh, that we're here. Um, I'm here with Audra Peoples, uh, who is, is a longtime uh, native of uh, North Florida. Uh, she has been with the Alzheimer's group for over a year now. It has a long background as far as nonprofits. Um, so, Audra, one of the things that we want to do is to bring awareness to uh, the Alzheimer's Association mm -hmm. and what you do. Uh, let's talk about the walk that we have coming up in October. That's yeah. exciting. This, this is the fun stuff where you can support a very important uh, organization and have a wonderful time. Absolutely. We're so excited. We're going to be back in Gainesville on October 22nd at Trinity United Methodist Church. It is so easy to get involved, and it's absolutely free. Um, you can register as a participant or start a team and bring on your friends and family members and colleagues by visiting our website at alz.org backslash Gainesville. You can also just Google Walk to End Alzheimer's Gainesville and you'll find us. And it's easy to register and we'd love to see everybody out there on October 22nd. Last year it was a tremendous event, raised over $118,000 as I mentioned and this year, we hope to raise $128,000. And so we really need the community to come out. We really want you guys to help support us. And also understand that, you know, when you sign up, again, it costs $0. But it's about finding your friends and family and your coworkers and people um, that may have been touched by the disease that want to support you. It's reaching out to your networks and encouraging them to support your walk to end Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So is it like a big party out there when you show up? It is, it is. We have a lot of fun. We have a DJ. Um, there's lots of our sponsors and supporters that have tables with giveaways. Um, we'll have face painting for the kids um, and lots of food and, and water and drinks for everybody to enjoy. Um, and, and we have a beautiful opening ceremony in which we honor why everybody's walking. And, and, and for our purposes, it's for four different reasons. So it's either you're living with the disease, um, you are caring for someone with the disease, um, you have lost someone to the disease, or you're a supporter of the cause. And we have different flowers that we plant in our promise garden to signify um, the different reasons why people are walking. So you'll see people walking around with different color flowers, and you'll say, oh, clearly that's a person who's a caregiver. I'm a caregiver too. So there's a lot of community that's involved in Walk Day, and a lot of people 
find new friends and um, new ways to engage with, with people um, in this community that are also, in many ways, experiencing the same things they are. Well, it sounds like um, it's going to be a fun event. It's a party. It's uh, not something that uh, is going to be uh, boring. No, no. It's never boring. It's never boring. <laughs> so, and, and what's the date? October 22nd at Trinity United Methodist Church. Uh, that's a Saturday. That's a Saturday. Saturday. And it's in the morning. It is. It'll start. Registration will start at nine p.m. Nine a.m. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I know that weekend because, um, first of all, it's the weekend before the Florida Georgia game. Yes. So, yes. so, so you're not going to have a conflict with, uh, uh, with football. And it's in the morning, and that weekend is also the Tom Petty Festival weekend. Oh, but it doesn't start till after oh, the walk. Perfect. So no uh, excuse. <laughs> so we have no excuse to uh, uh, not show up, and it, it's for a good cause. Uh, as Audra said, the most important thing is for us to get people to show up. Uh, the The event is focused in on creating awareness that are that there are resources in the community regardless of whatever your financial situation is, uh, to help. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you're uh, facing a, uh, a dilemma right now as far as what to do, um, or it's just a cause that you uh, want to help because you're aware of it, uh, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and whether it's uh, striking home right now, um, or later, most people during their lifetime will be affected in some way, whether it's uh, the individual themselves, a family member, uh, somebody who's you're very close mm -hmm. to, uh, and having the information and resources as far as what to do, I think takes away some of the fear that's involved in mm -hmm. dealing with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Absolutely. We definitely want to reduce stigma. And, um, you know, so much of the work that we do, how these funds are utilized that we raise on the Walk to End Alzheimer's, go back to that care and support those community resources. But they also fund research, groundbreaking research. We are the largest nonprofit funder of research in the world. Um, so we have really dedicated our time and energy and your hard-earned dollars to help find a cure for Alzheimer's and dementia and for better treatments and to understand how Alzheimer's and dementia impacts the brain and even how it impacts different ethnicities. Um, African-American and Latino populations have much higher rates of Alzheimer's and dementia. So we provide funding on studies for to, to understand why this occurs and, and what's going on in these communities, what's going on um, in, in, in individuals um, that, that is you know, that, that is finding a much higher prevalence in those communities. And um, what are some of the, uh, I'll call them cures or improvements that are on the horizon that you've heard about? So um, there are treatments that are available. Um, currently, um, Aduhelm is a treatment that has been um, shown, at least in clinical trials, to, uh, to slow some of the progression of the disease. Um, but there, I, I encourage everybody to speak with their doctors because, as I mentioned earlier, there's all kinds of different dementia and Alzheimer's, and it, and it really does, um, you know, these treatments are really targeted for the different types of um, Alzheimer's and dementia. So I encourage you to speak to your doctor about what those treatments are. Um, we also have, um, you know, there's a, a lot of clinical trials that are available, and, and maybe that might be right for individuals that are living with Alzheimer's and dementia. So again, speaking to your doctor and going to our website to figure out um, what 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 advances are being made is a is a great way to um, to find the right care. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I I view myself as um, maybe moving out of middle age into older age. You know, I'm not old. I'll never be old. I just get older. However, there are changes even in healthy people as you age, and and I'm looking forward to continuing to learn more about the treatment of Alzheimer's because I think. Once you get that information, um, you're constantly able to go, oh, these are some things that um, 
uh, I need to at least be aware of. Uh, whether, you know, dementia, I think as I understand it, is um, in many ways a common condition that uh, is prevalent as people age. Is that correct? It is, but it's not, Alzheimer's and dementia are not a normal part of aging. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a progressive brain disease that causes problems with memory, thinking, and behavior. Um, And so as we age, we all experience cognitive declines, Mm -hmm. but that's very different than Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, what are some, how would you explain some of the differences? So uh, if someone forgets their keys, um, but remembers it five minutes later. That's that's something that um, it, for some people that living with Alzheimer's and dementia, they won't be able to remember five minutes later. So having that um, having that ability to to recall is important. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not a medical practitioner, and so I encourage anybody that's experiencing cognitive delays, memory loss, anything like that, to speak to their doctor for a full assessment. And then uh, there's different strategies that you can employ uh, if people um, are uh, healthy enough uh, that where they can actually put together strategy. I mean, like my keys, I, I have a little dish, and I always put my keys in my dish, and that way I don't have to, you know, yeah. run around. You know, the same thing with cell phones. And that. So, so even healthy people... Um, at, you know, whether you're young or old, you know, you, you still have little, um, I'll call them tricks, you know, mm-hmm. there's strategies, mm-hmm. there's strategies that we all employ. Mm-hmm. So are some of these same kind of strategies, uh, things that you can use with, uh, folks that have uh, Alzheimer's or dementia? Yeah. And, and, and so much of it depends on the phase that people are in. Um, there are several phases for Alzheimer's. Um, and so, you know, at, at phase one, phase two, and phase three, um, we'll, we'll see additional cognitive decline. Um, and so understanding where people are in the process is really important for meeting their needs at that time. Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating that um, there's so many resources out there. You know, a lot of us, um, you know, we're very well aware of Alzheimer's. We know what dementia is. We have people you know, uh, our loved ones uh, that are um, uh, suffering uh, with the disease, and uh, we want to help. Having the resources to help is absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to thank you so much for, you know, sharing the fact that there is hope. I I think that's probably uh, the most important thing is there there's a community out there. The Alzheimer's Association uh, is available 24-7, and that's right. pretty uh, yep. remarkable. So let's go over again how people can get a, a in touch with you and how they can help further the cause. Sure. So just to let everybody know, that 1-800 number is 1-800-272-3900. Um, that number is also found on our website at alz.org. But people can get involved locally in Gainesville by joining us on October 22nd. So register at alz.org backslash Gainesville and come out and and join our community and and let's wrap our arms around it. And there's lots of things you can do. Uh, Just uh, check it out. Uh, If you just show up, if you bring some friends, if you want to donate some money, it's all available. Uh, There's no uh, charge and it's going to be a fabulous um, uh, walk and a good time. And a, it's going to be like a carnival atmosphere. So uh, let's join us October 22nd for the Alzheimer's Walk. I'm Jeffrey Meldon. We're going to take a three-minute break from Meldon Law and Friends. And we'll be back and see you in three minutes. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the game of penalty shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. 
What a disaster. Luckily, Valdo Law is the only official lawfare partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Valdon Law is going to help you with your recovery. Valdon Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. And I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. I am calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This person here, this person here, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. Welcome back to... Melden Law and Friends, I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and uh, we serve all of the folks in the state of Florida. If you uh, have any uh, accident uh, with injuries, uh, give us a call. We'll help get you in the right direction. Some, uh, sometimes uh, we can help you solve uh, the situation uh, without a lawyer, and we're glad to do that. Uh, we have some great giveaways. As we mentioned before, we're giving away a $250 gift certificate to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, where we're broadcasting from for Father's Day, along with a individually signed visor from Steve Spurrier himself to Dad. So that's pretty cool. And for July 4th, we're giving away a beautiful, big, uh, grill uh, for the backyard or wherever you want to use it, along with uh, a bunch of swag. And all you have to do to enter either one of those contests is go to the Melden Law Facebook page. It's free. Uh, there's no strings attached. And uh, enter the contest and uh, see if you can uh, win. Uh, we have uh, a terrific uh, second guest uh, for the show today, um, our good friend, Lizzie Jenkins. Welcome to the show, Lizzie. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and thank you for having me. Well, good. Well, I know this is a um, a big month. I know it's uh, Juneteenth, yes. and uh, you're very involved in that. Uh, before we go too much farther, uh, I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your history in Alachua County and in North Central Florida, and how you wound up sitting in the seat that you're in today. I'm sitting in the seat I'm in today because you are my good friend, okay. and you are community-oriented, so everybody knows uh, Jeffrey Melvin, okay? And as I said before, thank you for inviting me, and many people don't know me for you out there that don't know me. My name is Lizzie Robinson Jenkins. I'm a Robinson from Archer. I love Archer. I love Alachua County. I have been there all of my life. However, I am connected to Rosewood. 
Mike, yeah, I, I wanted to uh, talk to the folks a little bit about Rosewood. Uh, okay. Why don't you tell tell folks what Rosewood is and your connection? Okay, Rosewood is a a, a tragedy, a, a massacre that happened in 1923 in Rosewood, Florida, Rosewood, Levy County, Florida. However, many of the survivors were from Alachua County, including my aunt who was a school teacher there from 1915 to 1923. Her home is Archer. She taught school in Rosewood because she met and married a young man by the name of Aaron Carrier. And uh, they, she was there for seven years. She survived. Her name is Mahalda Gussie Brown Carrier. She survived the massacre. It was really... Uh, it traumatized traumatized her and she never she was she was never able and you know the story really is not easy to tell to overcome her experience uh, because during the time when the KKK came in on January 1 1923 of course they came in because Fanny Taylor Fanny Taylor was a white woman who said or claimed she was assaulted. She didn't say right. She was assaulted by a black man. And she had and, been beaten up. I saw the movie yes, Rosewood, which yes. was, uh, what, late 90s, I think? Yes, 97. It was and and uh, who were the stars in that movie? Uh, John Singleton. Don Cheadle. Uh, John Boyd and somebody else. I yeah, don't, they, I don't remember it was it was a big Hollywood production. It was by John Singleton. He John Singleton was what the producer, the producer, writer. right? And and it tells the story of Rosewood in January first, uh, nineteen twenty three, which is we're coming up on the hundredth uh, yes. anniversary. Um, a, uh, a white woman had. Um, uh, been beaten up, mm-hmm. pro- we think probably by um, a man who she was having a, a white man who she was having mm-hmm. a, uh, a relationship with and mm-hmm. then got into uh, violence. And when they confronted her, rather than uh, telling the truth, uh, she turned and uh, blamed it on an innocent uh, black man who who was living in the Rosewood community. Exactly, and that was habit back then. Well, they still do it today, you know. There are women today that will say, hey, a black man attacked me, because it's just, to us, it's historical, okay? It's history. It has been done over and over many times. And Rosewood is not the only town that has been... Uh, uh, demolished. And when I was growing up, I would talk to my mom about the different situations. She said, baby, there are many Rosewood with different names because it has happened so many times. Uh-huh. But my my main purpose, and I, let me back up, mom said, keep the history alive. And the purpose that she wanted me to keep alive, she wanted me to tell the truth, do the right research, and make sure it doesn't happen happen again, but never forget it. So what I have done, people like you have gravitated toward me, knowing that I have been doing this for like 30 years, and you're you're stepping in at the right time to help. That is exactly what we need, because it's not our history, it's America's history. I mean, you didn't create the Rosewood history. I didn't create it, but it's history. And the only way that we're going to be able to bring closure, hopefully reconciliation, is to admit what we did and work to close the racial divide. And it takes all of us. And I appreciate people like you. You have done an outstanding job being there, helping with uh, any, any way you can. You have, you have done that, and it's very much appreciated. Well, I, I will... Uh, suggest to all of the our listeners and viewers if you haven't seen the Rosewood movie it tells the story much better than we're able to um, mm-hmm. explain it uh, today but the the an entire town uh, was not only burned to the ground but uh, 
uh, the residents were killed, uh, and some of them were able to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosewood was uh, uh, in Levy County, but not far from Alachua County, where Gainesville is, and that uh, it was, uh, as as shown in the movie, which was a dramatization, but it was based on facts that yes. uh, they had accumulated, was an example of what was occurring in America uh, back then. Certainly, uh, there's uh, still racism in the country today, but the idea that uh, a group of uh, white men would come and kill the, everybody, including you know uh, innocent people, women, you know, men, women, children who were uh, just there, and and actually, it was a very successful, vibrant community that was contributing greatly to the economy out there. They were they were working together, and it was a growing community. It was a growing community, and they were working together. You know what? In fact, they worked hand in hand with the white residents. If the KKK had stayed out of gain out of our Rosewood. The sheriff was able to control the people in Levy County because he made it his business to find out, to learn who they were. He knew everybody. That's why he was worked so hard, as my mom said, 96 hours straight, in an effort to get them as many as possible out of Rosewood alive. And he did an excellent job. Yeah, uh, the movie dramatizes how there was uh, a a great number of residents of Rosewood who were uh, allowed or enabled to escape through uh, the railroad train, I think, uh, was there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And unfortunately, at the time that this occurred, uh, the KKK were having some kind of a a group meeting uh, in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And Gainesville was close enough to Rosewood, so when they heard about this, they uh, decided to uh, do some horrible things and went out there and threw kerosene on the fire, so to speak, yes. by taking the local residents and uh, uh, starting uh, starting a, a murderous campaign. Exactly, exactly. And uh, thankful uh, to the Bryce brothers from Bryceville, they had a there was a, a train hub down there, and they had they owned a train there, and the sheriff had asked several different uh, what you call them train conductors conductors. All of them said no, 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 because they didn't want to get involved to jeopardize their family. So eventually, the Bryce brothers said, "Okay, okay, we'll help, but it has to be late." at night and the purpose you know the purpose for that all of the I I don't want to call them devils but the people that would have retaliated they wanted to make sure they had gone to bed so that's why the train you know they said late 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 in in the middle of the night so that so that the residents could uh, in in the movie they have a lot of kids and a lot of women and a lot of Mm -hmm. and some men who were um, able to um, go through the woods to where the railroad tracks were mm-hmm. and uh, figure out some way to uh, get on the train. Did, did the train take them back towards Gainesville? Yes, it took them to Archer was the first drop off. That's where my aunt got off. And then they and then to Gainesville, Waldo, Start, Lardy, Maxville through Maxville, uh, and on up to Brightsville. That's where it stopped. And when it got to Brightsville, there were some people still on the train. However, they were not from Brightsville because the people that had migrated to Levy County, Rosewood, Cedar Key, were from southern states. And, and when I say people, the uh, black people, are they, they were uh, immigrants that had moved to work in Levy County. So they didn't know where to get off when the train was stopping at these different places. So when it got to Bryceville, the Bryce brothers were surprised to see that there were people still on the train. They didn't have any place to get off. However, when they did uh, exit the train, disembark there in, in Bryceville, their father, Kay Bryce, 
gave them jobs because he owned uh, a sawmill there and a turpentine steel. <coughs> and he gave them a job and put them up in little shanties, you know, so that they would have some place to now live. Now, where, where uh, is Brightsville? I know Maxville is towards Jacksonville, right? Yes, Brightsville is in Nassau County near Uly. Okay. okay, so it's you know, kind of north and east of uh, exactly of where Gainesville and uh, Levy County was. So it was up towards the Jacksonville mm -hmm. area. N uh, Nassau County is a little bit north of Jacksonville. Exactly, exactly. So that's how they got there. But now, now you've been involved with uh, as a historian uh, for a long time. Uh, are you accumulating uh, data and records and books uh, that uh, accurately portray what's been going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. 30 years. And, you know, I, I my mom was a historian. I never recorded her. And I am so sorry I didn't take the time to record her. But I remember everything she told me. And Saturday I was, uh, I did my record. I have done a record. Out, it will be released before the centennial, and the name of it is Rosewood, Florida. It tells the story of Rosewood, of what happened, the history. And the young man who recorded the song, and I talked to him like I'm talking to you to let him know what I knew. He said, when you come back from Atlanta, I want you to come in, and I'm going to record all of your stories. Couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh-huh. So he's going to do my recordings for me so that we will have this history and not lose it. Well, uh, we're going to get back uh, in one minute and continue our conversation um, with Lizzie Robinson Jenkins, uh, who is uh, heading up the Real Rosewood Foundation, and we're going to talk about what's coming up in the future uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds on Melden Law and Friends. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and uh, I'm very excited to have uh, Lizzie Robinson Jenkins, uh, the founder of the Real Rosewood Foundation, with us today to talk about uh, the history of Rosewood and uh, what's going on. I was very uh, glad to hear that you're going to do an oral history yes. uh, to lay it down uh, the, uh, based on what you remember. You know, when I was um, a young lawyer in Gainesville, there was a famous professor at the University of Florida named Samuel Proctor. Okay. And he started the oral history program yes. uh, at the University of Florida, which today is still very active and vibrant. And his theory was is in the past we uh, would hear most of the history through the interpretation of the author of books if we could somehow do an oral history, whether it was uh, an audio recording or visual recording, we would really get so much more mm -hmm. about what happened rather than have somebody interpret what somebody had told them. Exactly, exactly. And I have not uh, been involved in the program. However, I'm well aware of it. And, and, and by choice, I chose not to at this time However, after I finish my book and after the centennial, 
I have already made it known to him that I will participate and make sure my information, Rosewood information, is there. Great. The, uh, yes. At the university? At the University of Florida, I'm not ready. Okay. Me. So he is well, aware that I'm on board to well, share that information because it's not about me. It's, it's not my history. It's the history of a people. And, and I think that it's very important because uh, it, what was uh, special uh, about Rosewood was that it was a vibrant community and that uh, there were people that were contributing and, you know, that it was uh, uh, probably one of the best examples of um, an African-American community doing really good things and uh, being able to live a... Um, of, you know, successful lives. Yes, hardworking people. And a couple of weeks ago, there are many Rosewood descendants people don't know about that still living all over Florida, well, in the United States. And I got this call from a young man, and I knew who he was, and he knew me. And uh, he called me, he said, Mrs. Jenkins, this is Gregory, I don't mind calling his name, Gregory Doctor. And he said, I am so interested in what you're doing. I have been following you, watching you, and I appreciate it. He said, I want to hook up with you. I want to be a part of your Rosewood project, and I want you to be a part of my Rosewood project. So what we're going to do, as we speak, we're working on merging Anybody out there who says, uh, who has a connection to Rosewood, we're going to come together and we're going to tell our story collectively. So we're going to start collaborating soon. And I thought that was uh, an excellent idea. This is something I have been praying for, for them to come aboard. They know what I have done, so they want to be a part of what I have done and all of the work that I have done. And I want them to be. As I said, it's not about me. It's about the new generation. It's about families. Well, I think it, it is very important because the purpose of um, what Lizzie has been working on for 30 years is that we educate ourselves, we don't forget about the past, and we learn from the past, and then we can take positive actions exactly. to make sure that you know it doesn't um, reoccur and happen. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, January 1st, 2023, and, uh, you know, what's going to be, what kind of a uh, commemorative event's going to take place? Uh, we have several events. Like I said, we're going to hook up with, connect with uh, Georgia and Florida. They summer from North Carolina, Rosewood descendants. Uh, the Gainesville Matheson Center. Oh, that's the historical uh, museum yes, for Gainesville. Yes. Yeah, and they want to work with us. And uh, there, uh, the 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 young man I was telling you about that recorded my song. They know many are are song groups, and they are going to invite all of the groups in. And we're going to do uh, Bodetle at the Bodetle Plaza. We're going to do an event, and we're going to invite the community. Uh, the city, what is it called, the Gainesville, can't remember, but anyway, Katie. Uh, oh, the, K yeah, the Cade Museum? No, uh, the young lady name is Katie. Oh, Katie. Oh, oh, I don't the remember city. the city what? Yeah, she yeah. worked for the city of Gainesville. She is involved, and there are so many people that's reaching out that want to be involved, and yes, I am involved with Kate Museum, Kate, the Cade Museum, okay? So I believe they are. They will help. And Dr. Brody from Santa Fe Community College is willing to work with us. Almost everybody. If they aren't reaching out to me, they're reaching out to some of our board members. And this is an opportune time for us to just work together. Oh, and uh, my principal down in Archer, she has reached out, out to me, uh, Hartwell, okay, and she wants to help with the Rosewood uh, event coming up, and she wants the kids involved. Archer Historical Society is involved. My church, St. Joseph Missionary Baptist Church, is involved. 
and the AME churches are involved. In fact, I'm speaking for them next week. They have in their district, uh, uh, a district what convention or association, a meeting anyway, here in Gainesville, and I will be speaking for them. So there are many people out there, and if anyone is within my listening voice, you can always go to my website, rosewoodflorida.com, send us a message or my email, Lizzie, P-R-J at AOL.com. We welcome you. As we say, it's not about me. It's about history, keeping it alive, so that we know that uh, hopefully it will not repeat. And uh, I know by us coming together, working together, we can make that happen. Are there certain events that are going to occur on or before or after January 1st? Of course. And what we are working on as we speak, listing these uh, events that's going to take place, and putting them on our website, www.rosewoodflorida.com. And you can also make a donation there if you want to help us move the John Wright House from Rosewood to uh, Archer. Yeah, so that's the the one house that remains from the Rosewood community that's out there. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to preserve history by having a home, and that's where we can have a museum dedicated to uh, learning the history of of Rosewood. Exactly, and what is so interesting, the the property, the 29 acres that we are going to put the museum on, is the property of the school teacher's parents. They purchased in 1904, and uh, we're going to bring that house to Archer, and we're going to shelter that house that saved the Rosewood survivors. So that house sheltered them in 1923. And 2023, we are going to bring that house to Archer and shelter it. We're going to protect it. So it's like history repeating itself. Well, um, and uh, are you bringing younger people on that can carry on the message? Exactly. Yes, we are. Yes, well, that's exciting. Are. I mean, being able to track down some of the descendants, I think, will create the connection exactly. that uh, that people look for in order to um, have some reason to get involved. Right. And I met a young man recently out of Atlanta, and he is the director of the Juneteenth uh, Festival. And they have invited me up to ride on the float, and they are giving me time on the stage to tell my story. Wow. That, and that's going to be a huge event. I know it's coming yes. up uh, in, in a this week or so. On the 18th. And they are expecting 40,000. Wow. And just think of 40,000 people here, or 20,000 hear about Rosewood, the rest is history. So once again, tell um, our listeners and viewers uh, if they want to get involved, they want to contribute, where to go? Okay, if you want to get involved and contribute to Rosewood, you may go to www.rosewoodflorida.com click on the donate button (laughs) and you will be in Mm -hmm. business. And if you just want to learn about it, you can go to the same website and get information. We we always try to encourage our people uh, to learn, uh, find out more about important causes Mm -hmm. and certainly uh, the Real Rosewood Foundation it's uh, rosewoodflorida.com Yes. Right? Is is a place to get uh, information, and it's it's really uh, inspiring to have you on with us today as our guest. Uh, thank thank you, you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, we're coming to the conclusion of the show, and I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to Melden Law and Friends. Thank you, Lizzie. We appreciate your and thank company. Thank you. I appreciate you.